Hello. Hi everyone, my name is Chi Chi and I'll be the host for today. We're continuing with the S series and the word for today is submission. We'll be talking with um, Pastor Fatoku and Pastor Antishadi. <laughs> like I like to call them. I've known them for a couple of years. Not a couple, actually a lot of years and I'm really excited about it. I hope you are too. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to send them in and yeah uh oh what have i done uh oh uh i have changed how do i switch this oh yes guys i'm new with this live thing this is probably the second time and i still find a way to welcome everybody hi hi oh okay so our guests have joined i'm just going to request them Gently, gently. And before we start, I just wanted us to pray. So, Atishari, can you pray for us? Yes. Thank you. And I love you too. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, we exalt your holy name. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to meet across the internet, in different destinations. Father, Lord, Lord to meet with different people, amazing children of yours, oh God. Father, we commit this session of sharing into your hands. We ask, oh God, that your spirit will come and direct every word, every thought, every action, and every intent, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we decree and we declare that at the end of this session, oh God, everyone will be blessed, oh God, and your name only will be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for that. Okay. So, um, just a reminder for everyone else, um, you can use the question box thing at, at the bottom of your screen to ask questions, mm -hmm. and I would, I, would, I would send those as I go through them and ask our wonderful guests. So, my first question today is, what is actually the definition of submission? I feel like there's a lot of um, negative energy with that word when you talk about it these days. So let's start off with what does submission mean? Okay, let me do this. Um, I know there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of definition in terms of the oppressive thoughts that people have that when you start talking about submission, is like suppressing somebody. But what I would say straight on about submission is just being in alignment with the vision. 
because uh, I try to look at the definition. I don't want to go to the dictionary definition, but when you look at when the word said submission, in other words, you are submitting to a particular mission or a vision that both of you are aligned to. And that's why I see submission without using dictionary definition. Okay, okay. Let's try any additional... Okay, I'll use dictionary, dictionary <laughs> definition then. Um, I think it basically just speaks to you um, agreeing to do something that initially you were not maybe in agreement with. Do you understand? It's like you kind of, you know, conceding. Not, not in a defeatist way. They understand it's not out of somebody bullying you or suppressing you, but possibly for the sake of peace and progress. Do you understand? You're like, okay, let's give this, um, let's give this um, a, 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 a... go. <laughs> <laughs> a choice, a chance. Yeah, yeah go. go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. When the word submission, when I think about that word, I usually try to think of it, when I think about the definition, I try to make sure that it can be applied outside of marriage and in marriage because the Bible talks about us submitting to God as Christians and submitting to one another as individuals in the body of Christ, as well as the wife submitting to the husband. So why do you think it's so difficult for us? As, as, I'm talking as a believer now. So as a believer, we're okay with submitting to God's will. We're okay with submitting to the vision of propagating the gospel of the world uh, of God to the world. You know, we're okay with that. But when it comes, and we do have difficulties, and when we have difficulties, we are okay admitting, okay, I have a difficulty in surrendering. But when it comes to submitting in the place of a marriage, it's I find I I found it difficult. <laughs> so why 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 does that happen? Okay, well, I see she's looking at me, so I'm hoping she's going to talk about, yeah, she's submitting. Anyway, now, this is what I, I believe. If you look at the context where the word submission was used, Jesus Christ was talking about why submit to your husband, and then was telling the husband, love your wife. If you really go back, take a step back, the submission thing started with Christ and God. So the whole idea is to let you know that there's an there is a final goal. There is a goal in, in, in sight. So when Jesus Christ was coming, the first thing God had to display was love, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, for God to love the world. But the next thing was that, who is going to make this happen? God did not force Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ saw that, okay, there's a vision in place to save humanity. He submitted himself. Bible would tell you, though he was equal with God, but yet he condescended, he came down to submit to that will to make sure the ultimate goal is achieved. Now, when you see people struggling with submission, either in the place of marriage or otherwise, even in ministry, it's the problem that they don't know or understand the goal in, in sight. If you know that the goal in sight for your marriage is that people will see it as a model about the relationship between God and man, you will not have problems submitting because you will align yourself with it. But the cultures we all come from, African culture and cultures like that, men, I will use that as well because I'm a man too, right? They tend to want to use that to kind of way suppress the female gender to say, okay, this is how I want you to do. But if they 
understand that, look, this is an alignment. This is where we are going. I don't think submission will be very difficult to do. Even in ministry, sometimes you work with pastors that you look at, man, if it's not the ultimate goal, what's the ultimate goal? That everybody will make heaven. So you're working with other pastors to make this happen. Take, for example, within the mission, that's where you will submit to the ultimate goal. Even when you see distractions, you're still like, this is where we are going. And you look beyond what you are doing currently. Same thing with the law of the land. Because you know there is something that you keep everybody safe. They say don't speed above 100. So sometimes some of us say we're above the law and we speed past. But the truth is that the goal is that there won't be accident, that everybody will be safe. So you submit to that. So if you can do that, if you know the ultimate goal, submitting won't be difficult. I think it's just people get carried away by the whole thing about submission and the way it has been used over the years. That's why I think it's difficult. Yeah, and I also think that um, with millennials, I think there's been this issue with whether females and males are equal and how that plays in a marriage and with submission as the mm. icing on the cake. So it's almost, it almost seems as if, well, if we are equal, there's a school of thought of if we are equal, then we should be submitting to one another. The part of the Bible that talks about the wives submitting to the husband, eh, it may just have been poor, just being misogynistic. You know? <laughs> What's the word now? Eh, misogynistic. And there's the other school of thought where people say that, um, yes, we're equal, but then we have different roles. And one of the roles that help with the vision of the marriage is the woman submitting, the man loving, and we just walk in those roles. Not necessarily gender roles, but like the actual roles and purpose for both genders in the marriage. And then there's a school of thought where submission basically means you agree to everything. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? What is the actual biblical truth? And which is the one that we're just adding salt and pepper from the world <laughs> to mix it? I want both, both both of you to answer. Both out of it, right? I'll let her talk first. Since I'm talking a lot, right? Um, just like um, Pastor said, um, submission is a word that um, has been used, uh, that's often used excessively and has also been used in, in an abusive nature. That's commonly used in an abusive nature to suppress or to intimidate um, the other partner or person. Um, in all essence, submission should be, according to the word of God, what God ordained for, and his use of the word in the Bible, is something that um, should be part of our day-to-day -day life. Do you understand? Because it's all encompassing. When we focus more on submission in marriage, we tend to take away from the fact that even if we're struggling with submitting in marriage, we actually naturally and willingly submit, have to submit, let me put it that way, in other aspects of our lives, like submitting to the authority of the land. You understand? First of all, submitting to the will of God for us, which in certain areas we do, sub we do, we do struggle with at times, right? But God expects us to first submit to him. It is out of submitting that we give our life and that we accept Christ into our lives, you understand? Then when you look at that scripture of wife submits to your husband, it's longer than that. 
it's 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 a picture that God used to to people just take you know how you um you take a section of a word and you don't finish the others because that's the part that suits you. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Because he likened it to Christ submitting and not considering equality with God as something that he should grasp, you know, by force. So you are not supposed to force somebody to submit. Do you understand? It should come naturally. Do you understand? To us. Will we butt heads? Don't we butt heads to God? Don't we agree with God? Don't we do our own thing and then we come back and we're like, we're sorry? Do you understand? So it's in the human nature and natural man to 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 struggle with certain things they understand but then um god expects us to submit to him he expects us to submit to authority he expects us to submit one to another they understand yes wife submit to your husbands but along the line he also said submit one to another so one person cannot be right all the time that's why this person is your helpmate you understand a help that is meet for you so the person that's supposed to help you on this journey or whatever vision, like Pastor said, whatever vision that God has put ahead of you as a couple and for your home and probably even for the ministry. So when you find that you concede, don't, I think when we struggle with submission, it's more like we wanting to force our opinion on the other person or we feeling that, oh, this person is taking away my voice. Does that mean I'm, I'm always wrong? Do you understand? But then if you know that you're working towards the same goal and this person is looking out for your interest, do you understand? And it's not selfish. Then I think we, we, we concede at times we, we give in easily. But then in the act of submitting, do we make mistakes? Yeah, we do make mistakes. You submit to somebody and then it gets it wrong. Well. Okay. Um, just adding to what she said. <laughs> I know it's very interesting. When the Bible talks to you in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, I see somebody's throwing that up. It was talking about submit one to another. You see, does not mean the fact that you're submissive that you cannot influence the person you're submitting to. Hmm. Don't ever assume that. And does not mean when you submit to somebody, does not mean that the person's, you, that person will override the will of God in your submission. Because when you're submitting to somebody and the person to something is contrary to the will of God, that's not really submission. No. Because what's the ultimate goal? God will be glorified. Yeah. Right? So when you're talking about submit one to another, look at the situation about Jesus Christ. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he knew the will of the Father is that he should go to the cross. And at that point in time, he was like, oh, Dad, man, this thing is tough. Let the cup pass over me. But he see something he quickly said, he said, but not my will. Your will be done because there's an ultimate goal there. And that was submission at that time. Though both of them were equal, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, but yet he submitted. And that's why I believe the Bible was talking about submitting one to another. Because sometimes you bring things out and the man might not have seen it in that dimension. And that's the aspect of submitting to one another comes in. Because he has not seen in that dimension. Love will compel him to exalt others better than himself. Because there's a scripture like that that talks about that preferring one another and preferring others better than yourself. In the aspect of submitting to one another, that will give you a dimension to rethink and say, okay, 
from the angle you're looking at this, maybe we should make an adjustment because there's an ultimate goal. So as long as you don't, the ultimate goal is not in doubt. You, you are not moving away from it. Every time when you look at submission, it's about the alignment. The kingdom of God, this kingdom is all about submission. Right from Jesus Christ coming and going back into glory, all his instruction. If you are not submitted to God, the Bible says you want to resist the devil. It says submit yourself first to God. If you don't submit to God and go attack the devil, the devil will deal with you straight on. <laughs> so you see, everything in this kingdom is about a lot of submission. But it's subtly, I think the whole thing is just the, the way it has been used over the years or proclaimed over the years in an oppressive fashion. And that's why the women folks want to like, no, Paul must be adding pepper to this thing or adding some salt to this thing. But the whole thing about this kingdom is about submission, about the will of God, let that will be done. So when you look at it, submitting to somebody does not mean you leave your own ability to think or reason you leave it at the altar when you got married. No. You carry it with you into marriage because you will need help. That's why you call it helpmate. If you leave your brain at the altar, the mind's going to struggle. That's the truth. So submission does not mean you're not going to express yourself or you're not going to also provide your opinion. But just constantly know what is the goal. You are aligning. And because the person is leading your head, you want to make sure he's also still aligning by you submitting. But you give ideas, does not say you can't influence it. Most of the time, even Jesus Christ will ask the Father to do certain things. That's the influence. Hmm. Okay. So I think when, when we know better, we do better. So exactly. in, in practical terms, in our daily living, and I wanted to divide it into two different um, spaces. As a single person who is a Christian and is going through their faith journey and, and trying to learn to surrender and submit to God's will, what are the practical things that they can do to overcome the influences of the world, of the world and, and be successful at submitting to God? And then also in marriage, what are the practical things that um, a woman can do and a man can do? What I mean is, we talk about in Ephesians where it talks about submitting to one another and then when it came to the marriage, situation and you talk about the wife submitting to the husband what are the what, how do you do that because sometimes the female folks in this generation we don't know what that means we are we are fed with information of what it's not we we term we put submission and oppression in the same bucket mm. so we know we, we 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 are aware of what submission is not but we don't really think it's submission that's not that we just think submission and oppression are the same and yep. so, no, I'm not going to stand for it. And then, you know, I don't know, hell, let's lose. <laughs> so how, what, what practically, and maybe examples from your life, practically, how do you, how do you, how do you submit? What does it entail? And then what is it not? Okay. I'll take the one of the married couple, though, mm -hmm. so that you can take the one of the single. Now, I want to use it because I, I've seen a practical example and I think the first thing, like what my wife said, is uh, the aspect of submitting to God first. Because if you are not used to that, submitting to one another will be difficult. Because even when God tells you to do certain things, you think it's beneath you as a man. Mm -hmm. Even if God tells you to go apologize. Because 
you think is beneath you, you are not going to submit to one another. I'll give you an example. There was a time I was going to make a decision, which I never thought, I thought was not illegal. I was going to help somebody with immigration stuff. And for me, because of the person who was asking for that, uh, for that uh, help, was somebody I saw more spiritual than I am. Even though the dimension looks, it looks somehow, but I was going to do it. Well, maybe because I have the means to do it, I was going to do it. But then I still run it by my wife. And so this is what this what's going to go down, this and that. And she was like, no, you should not do it this way. I said, no, this person can't be wrong, blah, blah, blah. And then we had an argument. The argument was like, no, I'm going to do it. Aaron is like, no, you shouldn't do it. It doesn't, look, it doesn't sound good or it does not sound right. And it sounds illegal. But then because we were struggling with that, I was like, okay, why not pray about it? And then whatever you hear, do. Now, the reason it's easy for me is that, you see, there's an alignment. If I'm submitted, submissive to God, if she's submitting to me, if we're not getting ahead with, some, with each other, and there's a, we're at a crossroad, there's still somebody I submit to. And I must be submissive enough to want to do what God asked me to do in the area of submission. So by the time I pray about it, yeah, the first thing God told me, just diffuse the whole thing out, what you're about to do. You're doing it because you, you think that person is too spiritual and you're intimidated and it's wrong. You shouldn't do it. Good. In other words, I go, you shouldn't do it. So I have two people against me, right? So when I came out from praying and she asked me, so what did God tell you? I said, why do you want to know? It's between me and God. Of course, I can use the manly agidina and say, yeah, between me and God. But are you going to do it? Of course, I didn't do it again. But you see, there's a way she had, if she had continued arguing with me, and I said, oh, why not pray about it? About yourself, yeah, what? Okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. And the repercussion will be on, on both of us, right? So that's an area you find that you can actually approach the man in terms of respond to certain things. And you really want to re remind the, the man the need for him to align. And that's the sort of making him align. Have you submitted? Yeah. Have you voiced your opinion? Yes. That thing sometimes you just do as a man, myself. I, I mean, most of the time I just jump and do stuff without consulting. And then I'll get back home and I see my wife is behaving one kind. I'm sure you guys know what one kind means, right? And I'll be like, what's going to say nothing? And then when I'm praying, I go and say, what are you doing here? I say, I'm praying now. I say, what are you praying for? Did you know you offend your wife? I'm like, ah. Uh, but she know that I, I didn't tell you. said, well, you have to go back first and settle with that before you now start coming to pray. So those are the things you see. When it comes to marriage, sometimes your husband will not agree with your idea. If you push them, say, you know what, I don't pray about this, or you pray about it. You find that there's a way the person that everybody's aligning to submitting to with God have a way of influencing people to say, okay, you need to go in this direction. They might not agree that, yeah, it's my wife that told me to do this one because they feel, ah, it was my idea. Fine. But they will still do it and remain aligned. And that's the I think that's where I've learned a few things, or we've learned a few things when it comes to aspect of submission. Good. That's my question, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Feel free to 
chip into that question and your own question? No, no, you did justice. Uh, oh, that's okay. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, so, um, for singles, hmm. we were all single before we all got married, right? So, mm -hmm. it's a path and a journey that everybody goes through in life. So, um, I think, like we said, we just have to look at submission to God and in your Christian work as the same thing as loving God. Do you understand? It says, love God and obey his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. Do you understand? If you love him, you obey his commandments and submit it to his will. Do you understand? So there's no biggie there. But I guess where we normally have issues is this. Um, maybe coming from an African descent, you know, back home, even like the scripture says, you have to submit to older people. So like I was having a chat with somebody said, yeah, you know, sometimes I'm submitting physically in my parents, when my heart, I'm actually rebelling. And I can actually identify with that because it's a phase that um, most teenagers, youth go through in life. Now, um, now leaving that and, you know, you, you, you come out of, under the thumbs of your parents, you get independent, you start making your own decisions, then there's nobody loading anything over you. You have all this freedom, you know. There's something that God gave man, which if he didn't give us, we'll be robots, you understand, which is the free will. The free will to choose him over and over again. But one thing I love with God is when he says, I lay before you life and death, he will still tell you what you need to do. He say, choose life, you understand. He will tell you there's this and that, but do this. Told uh, um, Adam, he said, out of all the trees, eat, but don't eat that one. Do you understand? So there's always a choice to be made with our will and our free will. So in submitting to God as a single person, make sure that your life decisions and, 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 and um, the direction you want to move, you know, aligns with the choices God has marked for you. Check everything with him. All that glitter is not gold. Do you understand? Some people can start, you know, you look at your other mates, they've gone ahead, they've got all this, they have a number of achievements on, under their belt, and it so looks to you as if the grass is green on the other side. It doesn't cost God anything, not even a second, for your own grass that looks as if it's withered, to just blossom and start, you know, being outgrown, like, a, you know, just filling the whole place. He told Elijah, he said, look, uh, um, you know, the dry bones. He said, look, these dry bones, can they leave? Can they leave? He said, well, I don't, I don't know, but, you know, you, 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 Lord, you tell me. Do you understand? And it didn't take him a second to create an army from dead dry bones. Not just dead bones, completely dry bones. He created an army. So as singles, all I just want to do is just encourage us and say, hey, you know what? Make sure your life decisions. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sweat, he will reap. So you have to be sincere with yourself that make sure all your, all your decisions, uh, acts and actions and conducts are those that are constantly choosing God. So a central theme that I'm getting when it comes to submission, it has to do with decision-making. It seems like the, 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 
the best way or the, the the most frequent place where you can show the act of submission has to do with when decisions are being made, when you're having to make it a choice about a certain decision. Is there any other aspect in our lives where submission can't play itself out? So do you only have to submit, for example, like, let me put it this way, do you only have to submit when a decision needs to be made? Or are there other avenues where you, your life is can exemplify submission? Are they different areas or it just has to be with decisions? I don't think it's only decisions. I think even in obedience, and guidance. Like when God is commanding the younger ones to submit to the older ones, it's in, in the area of guidance. He's telling the younger women, the older women, to teach the younger ones. That's not in a decision making. That is trying to emulate, to form, to nurture. Do you understand? Now, if we look at even living in a country like this, do you understand where there are street signs, there are traffic laws, you know, it's not in the decision-making. I'm not deciding whether I want to go out or I'm not going out. Nobody's deciding I'm already out. So there are things that are guiding me to, to make sure I'm not a liability to myself and to others. You understand? But I guess where we have conflict most of the time in, when it comes to submission is in the area of decision. Because every individual will want to use their own will to make their own decision. You understand? And when both decisions do not align. Even when my decision does not align with God's decision, then who is going to shift? Is God going to shift for me or do I have to shift for him? So it's, I think it's all encompassing. Okay. I'm going to go to the questions so that we don't miss them. Uh, let me scroll up. Someone says, can we explain Ephesians 5.21 in line with Ephesians 5.22. I think that must be the scripture where it talks about submit one to another, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think I gave an example of that. That yes. when it comes to never be, you see, in as much as we oftentimes don't want to hear it, I will say it, that a man is the head of the home. I know sometimes <laughs> We don't want to say, yeah, we are all equal. Yes, we are all equal. We are all coheres with Christ. Yeah. But in this kingdom, there is orderliness. There is an alignment. Mm -hmm. I'm sure when you say God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, it has become imprinted in your heart. That's a pattern. But you see, if you follow God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, there was an ultimate goal. Yeah. God loved the world. He needed to do something about it. Jesus Christ submitted to God the Father, even though they are co-equal in the Trinity. He said, I will go. And when Jesus Christ finished, he said, well, it is finished. Then he told them, there's more to be done. Okay, I'll go to the Father. He will send you the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit. There's orderliness in this kingdom. It's the same thing in marriage. When God says, husband shall be the head, it's not because God thinks the woman cannot be the head, or after a while, there will be change of position. Then the wife now can become head, and then husband, you can become neck. Sorry, I don't think that's neck. But then husband now can become help meet. It's not like that in this kingdom. It can, the world can say a lot of things. And it's okay. That's the kingdom there. But this kingdom is different. This kingdom is about alignment and it's about submission. You see, that's why God will constantly will deal with the man. 
he will say, look, if you don't love your wife, your prayer will not be answered. That's a big problem. The man has been fasting and praying. And because there is a problem with him and his wife, God said, look, I'm not interested in your prayer. Go and sort it out with your wife. There's an alignment. There's a pattern. And we should follow that pattern here. So when you go to Ephesians 21, submitting one to another, just reminds us that, look, it's not that I'm better than you are or I'm higher than you are or um, all these top, top, top things so that you can feel yeah, that I'm always right or that, look, yeah, where Bible says that weaker versus I'm stronger. No. The whole idea is that, look, we are co-heads with Christ. The fact we use the word co-heads, that means we are equal. Imagine they say you are Jesus Christ are equal. How do you feel? Hmm. You'll be like, eh? I don't think we are that equal. But then the Bible says you are equal. Yeah. You are co-heads. What Jesus Christ will inherit, you will inherit. That's what co-heads means. What have you worked for to inherit what Christ will inherit? It's just because of God. That God. God has, God has said this. Christ has done it. The Holy Spirit is working on it. Whatever you inherit in this kingdom, you inherit the same way as Christ inherits. And so when you have an understanding of this co-equal, that you'll be able to find it, you'll find it easy to submit to one another. It's when you don't understand that, look, cultures also influence this thought process. Cultures. And most people, particularly if you come from the African descent, you will see that culture that it tells the man is going in front, and the women are staying somewhere. Even if you look at the culture as well, in the Jewish culture as well, there's been a lot of portion of it that talks about women being in a particular section, in a temple, they can't go where the men are. Those are kind of where it's informed. But the way the Spirit of God is trying to tell us is that look at you guys are co-equals, co-heirs with Christ. But because there must be a pattern, like we are doing it heaven, we must do it on earth. So that there is no confusion. Head, okay, husband, you are the head. Wife, you are the help me. There's an alignment. We must follow that alignment. Yes. Okay, the next question here was what's the requirement for submission? Requirement? Kai, that sounds like law. <laughs> <laughs> requirement. That's like doing an entrance exam. I don't think there's any requirement per se. But I guess um, you have to trust. You have to really trust. And whoever is being trusted must not um, break trust. Do you understand? It's like you're making decisions concerning the home. You're making decisions concerning the family. You're deferring to each other. Do you understand? It could be in certain areas, the woman could be in charge of the finances of the house. That is, that yeah. is the man submitting that aspect of the home to the woman. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. So we don't see it as yours. Um, okay, he's giving me the finances of the home, so let me go to town with the money. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. And then online shopping, bags, Gucci, all that coming in from um, Prolet or whatever. Do you understand? So you have to trust. You have to trust God to be able to accept him. You have to trust that he's, everything he does is good and for your own good. Do you understand? Then you have to trust your spouse that your spouse will not willingly say something to jeopardize this journey that we're in. Do you understand? Even if what they're saying is sincerely wrong, 
they're, they're wrong, but they're sincere in their being wrong. That's what I'm saying. Do you understand? They, that means they don't know any better, but it's coming out of the sincerity of the heart. So it's only for you to not say, oh, to start um, beating down on them. Do you understand? It's time for you to try to reason it out. And in certain areas, especially when it comes to certain major decisions, I know um, spouses may not agree on certain things, but even while it's still on the table, when it's okay, you know what, you go pray. Or that doesn't mean the other partner will just sit down looking. You have to join in that prayer in your own closet. And you know, you, you when it comes to submission, where you draw the line is this person is what I'm about to give into. Is it going to make me sin against God? So if your partner or your spouse is going to make you support something that is going to make you sin against God, then you can't submit in such a situation. You know, I was doing a study recently and I was reading about Ekan, do you understand? And the fact that um, God told him uh, when Joshua went to destroy Jericho, you know, don't take anything. Oh, everything should be burnt. But the silver and the gold is, is um, for the treasury of the Lord. And he took it. And then I looked at the fact that when judgment was going to come, the Bible said he hid it in his tent. And when judgment was going to come, judgment came upon his whole household. So I'm like, is it not this man that sinned? Why should they kill his children and his wives and his wife? And then the Spirit of the Lord opened my eyes to the fact that if he hid it in his tent, he actually brought it home. What did that woman do about it? What did the children do about it? God gave us a law. Do not do this. And my father broke it. And I kept quiet. So they were called conspirators. No. If I can use that legal term. Do you understand? So um, so it's, it's, it's just like if somebody commits uh, a crime in this country now and you hear about it and you keep quiet and you know about it or the person confesses to you and, you, and it's yeah, like a really, really bad crime. The onus is on you to say something. Do you understand? Either to somebody in authority or somebody that is more accountable. Do you understand? That can hold that person accountable. But the wife kept quiet. So that is not submission. That's stupidity. Do you understand? That is completely being stupid. If you look at um, another couple in the Bible where they sold the piece of land. Do you understand? Ananias and Sapphira, they sold the piece of land. The, the, then Peter was like, did you sell it for this much? You know, and the one, yeah. She, is that submission? That single act made their children orphans. So when it comes to going against God, when it comes to sinning, if your husband is telling you to sin with him or cover a sin, that is not submission. Do you understand? That is not submission. But when it comes to furthering the things of the kingdom, the vision of the home, bringing up the children, you know, you have to trust each other. Trust God because God should be the head of your home, at least. Mm -hmm. So you have to trust each other that whatever decisions we're making is for the good of these children. And if you feel that your partner is not making the right decision, then please go pray. Well, the other requirement I think the person asked as well is the aspect of love. Is if if really love somebody, you will submit. Really, if you really love somebody, 
you will submit. The problem is that people don't understand the depth of the, the word love. If you understand the depth of that love, you will find it very difficult not to submit. Because the love of Christ will compel you. That's what the scripture says. It compels you to do. Now, love will be that when you go, when Christ was talking about this whole issue in the book of Ephesians, he was telling the man the kind of level of love he was telling him to show for the woman. That look, this is the kind of love I displayed. I submit to the will of my father to come and die. So if you as a man can display that in terms of self-sacrifice, in terms of ensuring others are cared for before you, it will show. It will be very easy for your wife to trust you and be able to say, you know what, I have to do more to get this man to achieve the purpose we're all going for. You know the kind of love that it's when it's convenient or safe enough for you that you will love that, okay, there's not, God forbid, God forbid, it's, you should say it two times or three times. Somebody that is a thief in some country and they knock at the door and I say, ah, mommy, so, so, and so, go and open the door. And you're the man who, how much of this are you willing to lay your life down? That's even a very extreme case. But the other thing, when you're making decisions, the women has one thing that works a lot for them, is the intuition. I don't know whether it's all, you can only just say, I feel this thing in my gut, that this thing is not right. If you ask them, what are you feeling? They say, I don't know, but I can feel that this is not right. Right. Oftentimes also, they can use that to know that, okay, this man is going out of his way to love me. It's not difficult for them to submit. They can sense it. They will know it. Sometimes be like, okay, let me try this prank and see how it's going to respond. Once a woman knows constantly that, yes, this man really loves me, it's very, very easy to submit. The challenge is that the wife will say, you have not loved me. I'm not going to submit. Sometimes it's interesting that it's a cycle. It just goes like that. And nobody wants to, in quote, yield first. But the truth is that if God says this is the pattern, he knows the solution already. That look, once you go through this alignment, the next one will come. The next one will come as well. Women, I find that they don't find it difficult to love, really. Men struggle, they are too factual, they are too emotional. They are not emotional. And I think it has to do with a lot of factors. But once you can display true love, genuine love, if you understand it, the submission will be very easy. Trust, submission. Oh, because... so. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> sorry. I'm submitting um, now. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I also find that, um, and it goes both ways, right? If one partner submits to the other or one spouse submits to the or they're on a certain decisions like you said and there's they make that decision and it comes out perfect and another one builds they come out perfect you find that it will be easier for your spouse to trust you when it comes to future decisions yeah. you understand so say maybe eight out of ten is good they're like that's still a good case but not when you come and say want to go and make this investment half a million dollars. And the woman is like, hey, this is all we have. We're going to be homeless. I said, no, 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 you have to submit. You have to submit. And then you carry all the money. Bow. Nothing. The next time you tell the woman you want to have to submit, you'll be like, you remember the last time? 
<laughs> I will mean, have a very good memory. <laughs> Do you understand? So I'm just saying, it, and it goes both ways. It goes both, both ways. If your spouse is trusting you and yielding to you, like submitting one to another, do you understand? Don't take it for granted. And don't think that that person doesn't have any brain. That's why they're always yielding to you. And when you hit, you know, like somebody say, um, I, I told you so moments, you know. Mm -hmm. So when you hit um, a rough patch and your, and your answer did not come out, let me put it that way, the way you were planning it, and you have already coerced your your spouse to submit to you and support you in that decision. I think when you own up to it and you're honest about it, I look, you know what? I sincerely did not know this was going to be like this. Um, I actually thought this, you know, it will make it easier the next time for the spouse to also support you again. But when you go, uh -huh, uh -huh, so, so what? Yeah, uh, it just was. And so it could be anybody's mistake, you know, then that doesn't build trust and it doesn't build support. Yeah, I mean, just to fine-tune what she said, it's also about respect and honoring one another. Mm. When you respect your spouse, either way you find that it's easy for you to submit. If I don't respect my wife and I don't honor and honor the gifting and the other things she has, it's going to be very difficult to even want to honor or respect me as, okay, this is the head of the home. And if I carry it on my head, I'm the head. And I don't listen, big problem too. So if you look at both ways, respect, honor, and appreciate each other too, goes a long way. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I really held out to the thing you said about trust. It really, for some reason, that, that, that resonated with me because if I trust someone, if I respect someone, I feel like sometimes you build respect for someone based on what you've experienced with that person and when you've experienced certain things that helps you build your trust like i know what this can do or you trust that this other individual has your best interest even if it's an even if there was a mistake you mm. can bet that the person was doing that with your best interest at heart yeah. it's easy to submit so. or yield or concede or about what it is yeah. so our question here is in an in abusive marriage situations what is the role of submission when experience has shown that the husband does not act in the interest of the family or marriage how does submission play out now the first thing that if you see the introduction of that question abusive yes that word abusive is very huge in an abusive marriage that has to be addressed first because you cannot have submission in abuse marriage. It's being forced. It's being forced. The fact that abuse is being tossed into it, it's being forced. I don't see any submission coming into play there, straight on. It has to be dealt with. The abusive component must be dealt with because no one has the right to abuse either party. The man has the job because I'm the head, I can abuse you verbally, emotionally, otherwise. It's not acceptable in this kingdom. Mm. This kingdom is about love. And it's about sacrificial love. So when you talk about abusive relationship, forget. There is no room for submission. They can quote me. That's the truth. They need to sort that one out first. Because God will not condone abuse. Straight up. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So submission, I think so far, just to recap a little bit what we've learned, 
submission means to come into alignment and to come under the mission of the of the marriage and then trust have trusting someone and, and loving someone in the full sense of the, that word would definitely make it easier for you to submit to yes. the individual and if an abusive situation is going on submission can't be there because submission is not supposed to be forced or coerced it's supposed to be voluntary because yes. as humans we even have the choice to submit our will daily to the will of God so that there's less of us and more of him let yes. alone in a marriage situation yes. so it's okay perfect everybody I hope you have your pen and paper writing down because mm. uh, is there another question what do you do if you wholeheartedly want to attend a paid event but your husband doesn't see the need and says it's not necessary. If you decide to use, if you decide to use your own money and attend, is it justifiable? <laughs> I don't answer that. Oh, because I The Bible says, "Can two work together except they agree?" Right. So in this case, it's not um, about you um, having the money to pay for yourself. It's about why doesn't he want me to go? Do you understand? It's like, um, um, how will I, how will I, um, how will I put this? <laughs> I just went blank. No, yeah, I mean, when you say, okay, you can afford it. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm back. Okay, I'm good. Back. Thank you. So, <laughs> so it's like you don't the husband telling her not to go. It's is it a case of I'm commanding you not to go, or is it a case of oh you know what we can't afford this right now? Did he give any reason? Because this is like half a question to me. Did he give a reason why you shouldn't go, and is it reasonable? And even if it's not reasonable, did you try to talk it out with him? So it's not a matter of, I have the money. I want to go. When you go, which house are you coming back to? The same house mm. that you have left in disobedience? Do you understand? Like, sometimes, you see, submission, I read something one time that submission is like a horse. A wild horse. Do you understand? That they tame. Do you understand? That wildness is still inside that horse. That energy is still inside that horse. But because that horse chooses to be submissive, you can use the rope or the brittle or whatever they call it mm -hmm. to control that horse. Do you understand? The, the, the ability to say, you know what, I have all this energy in me. I have this ability to, to make the decision. I have the ability to go places, but I'm reining it in for the sake of peace, do you understand? So if he's saying, you are not going, is he commanding, is he authoritative, is he giving a reason? And then did you try to negotiate? Did you try to tell him the benefits of you going? Is there benefit to you going in the first place? Mm. Or is it just to escape the house or to go and hang out with your friends? And he's telling you not to go, is it because he wants to spend more time with you or he wants you to spend more time with the children? understand or he's just he just wants to accept power so it's not a case of i can afford it they understand because when you go they're going to come back to the home and then so if you, if, you, if the lady says she can afford it 
She can yeah. afford that particular one for now. What about other things she can't afford? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I personally, on a personal note, the idea of I can afford it is the family income. We can afford it, but one party that is part of the family income, that is part of that family, is saying they don't agree with it. So there has to be a conversation about that. The idea of I use my own money, I almost feel like you're not submitting. I feel like submission is all around. True. Why are you using your own money? You're an instrument funding the family purse. No one's taking that from you. You deserve to be able to go out and relax, sure, but it has to be agreed upon because you started a marriage and an agreement, and marriage can only thrive if conversations and agreements keep. And they, I've got an example like this, and it's very interesting. The woman saying she can afford it, she decided to go that path, spend the money they had agreed not to. Now she went, she came back, she did other stuff. The guy too said because he can afford it, he did other things. <laughs> Honestly, the marriage ended. Marriage ended because everybody began to afford things and they drifted mm -hmm. apart. And that was the end of it. Because once they start coming, I comes into the whole mix. The two shall become one has been separated. Yes. That's the beginning of the problem. So the whole, the why God wants this alignment is that the two can still remain as one. As one. So that you don't have two captains in a ship. That would be a disaster. Even with the, the head captain, he's not getting it right. The essence of having the other co-captain as he me to say that, we went through this route the last time. It didn't work. Maybe we should try this. And it should be about us, not about I. Because once you start isolating I, it's going to lead somewhere that you can't, you will regret going that path. Yeah. Someone is adding to that question quickly. We have six minutes. I don't want this to okay. oh. What about for women? What about women who have ministries? Just to add to that question. So what if this person has ministries and they have to go for, let's say, preaching or speaking engagement? Um, I believe that ministry starts in the home. Do you understand? Even for a man, your ministry starts in your home. If your home is not settled, who are you going to minister to outside? Do you understand? So you have to start practicing that ministry. Preach to the chairs in your house. Whatever preaching engagements. I started like that. Do you understand? I... <laughs> <laughs> that in the sense that I wasn't preaching to the chairs in my house. In the sense that I, I, I wasn't seeking to put myself out there. Do you understand? I wasn't seeking to take engagements. Oh, I want here, I want there. Do you understand? I waited and I was praying for God to tell my husband to say, you know what, it's time for you to start going beyond the shores of what you are doing. Do you understand? Because you're just going to break the home. So, and when that happened, even now, when I get engagements, so I don't just say, oh, Bauchi, here I come, or Atlanta, I'm going. Whatever invites you get, this is a home, this is a we. You are not a single person. If you are truly a homemaker, the Bible says a, a wise woman builds her home, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. If you are going to be away from the home, then your spouse will have to take care of the home. Do you understand? So your spouse needs to be on board where you are going. Do you understand? 
you need to come back and say, okay, I'm, I've been invited to this place. Even before you accept invitation and you bring it home. Okay, this person invited me. Do you understand? And I've seen cases where I've told somebody, um, I don't think I'll be able to leave. And then they come to my, through my husband and he looks at the schedule, looks, okay, I think I can cover in the home for you. This time around, I don't have anything doing. You can go and I'm like, oh, suddenly I'm free. You understand? So I think God will even honor you when you honor the head. You understand? Because even as you're going, you need somebody to pray for you, to be your backup. So the fact that, oh, I'm so blown and I'm all over the place. I'm leaving the children and, the, and, the, and, the, and, your, and your spouse for the sake of ministry, then you've got it all wrong. It has to start from the home. And when you go and you come back, you come back to the home. Now, the truth, I see, I see people say the wife is very spiritual and then the man is not so spiritual. And as a result, that means she just takes off like that and leaves the man behind. Would you go far? If I would not go far. Because when, assuming just a very bad situation, assuming, okay, well, I don't care, God has called me and you don't understand the anointing and the calling of my life and you move on. Anything happens in your home. The man... The man buys a household. The man builds a house, but the woman makes the home there. That's what the Bible will always tell you. Who, tear, who can tear down a home, not a house? We go and read all the scriptures. They're always talking about a home, which is the inside of what takes place in that house itself. So if you are the one to build a home, and you don't build it carefully, and you just feel that like you are all and you're going, that home will not be there when you return. Mm. It's good to have a home that is backing you up. That you need to have a ministry. You see, the first thing, everybody just thinks ministry comes first. First thing that comes first is God. After God is you and your family. The next thing is ministry. So it's not the way around how we have to be doing this for God. You're doing for God must have happened, must happen after you are doing for yourself and your beautiful mm -hmm. home. So you don't want to do outside job and inside job is done. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. So ministry, there's a lot of women that have been called, but they need this. I look at Joyce Myers. And ministry is prospering. It's because you have a good support from home. Yeah. I look at uh, uh, Pastor Fajambi, I can't call her. She's into a wonderful ministry because her husband is there. And all husbands, if you are called of God, you are submissive to God, you will not see your wife diving into ministry as a threat to you spiritually. It won't be a threat to you. That even that, for example, your wife will make money than you. You can sit at home and play golf and pray for her. <laughs> just to <put> her <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have 30 seconds left. I want to say a very big thank you to Pastor Patoko mm -hmm. and Pastor Shadi Patoko. I have to call her Uncle and Auntie. It's just so weird. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle and Auntie. Thank you so much for, for having for us. Thank you. For teaching us so much. If you can you give us, in the next 15 seconds, final words? Submit to God first. Then you find it easy to submit mm -hmm. to the man. Yes. You can submit to God. You can submit to man. Wonderful. So thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.